to Sorry You Went Viral. Uh, this is the podcast all about the stories that have really kind of like hit social media over the last week or so and the human beings behind those stories, what it's like to go viral, etc. Um, I'm Hannah. And I'm Tim. So Hannah, let's start off with what's gone viral um, this week. And actually got an update on one of the stories we covered actually several months ago. Um, you may or may not remember, um, we covered a story about a Twitch streamer um, called Cole Catino, or Carve TV is known as, who raided the stream of uh, a Twitch user. What's up, man? Thanks, man. I've got them all over. My friend from childhood, he did this piece here, and a month later, so that's the only thing I got left from him. I've done a lot of these myself. I didn't have such a great childhood, but when I did this, I took the pain away. Mom's, it's just a tough, touchy subject. The whole thing with him is, he saved me. And I couldn't save him. I do appreciate that so much. So yeah, it was a lovely uh, moment. And that video went viral, absolutely crazy numbers. And he got um, uh, ugly moo 4510, got loads of followers off the back. Um, so we posted a clip of, our, um, of us talking about that on our YouTube channel. And um, ugly moo 4510, or Richard, um, as he's more known as, uh, <laughs> And um, commented underneath, and we can show you what he said about it. Um, he's now up to an amazing t- over two hundred thirty thousand followers on Twitch from no one watching his streams, which is brilliant. What's sad though, he said about he's had a lot of hate mail because people have because he has so many followers and people are clearly jealous of him. Yeah. It just seems like it's one of those things, isn't it? Every single story we cover where it's like a nice story about someone who's managed to get more followers or a bit of love or whatever it is from elsewhere on social media, there's always a bit of a uh, kind of like a dark side to it as well, which is a bit of a shame. But it's lovely that Richard's also said, um, just wanted to say thank you to everyone um, uh, that's made this happen. And Tigger, who's the little kitten... Mm. Um, probably not a kitten anymore. They said Tigger's. She's um, she's still playful, as if she was still that tiny kitten as well. So um, yeah, it's, it's just really nice to see that he's he's doing well. And as you say, over two hundred thirty thousand um, followers now. I don't think he gets tons and tons of viewers for each stream, but still, he's got a lot of followers. So and all thanks to that first person who, as you say, like um, from Carve TV, who who raided his uh, one of his streams all those many moons ago. So well done to him. Yeah, lovely to see. And um, we've reached out to Richard to see if he can come on the show to chat to yeah. us uh, at some point in the future. Yeah, come um, on with bigger as well, if you can. That would be lovely. <laughs> um, the show needs animals. We do. We do too many kids. We need more animals. You're right. Anyway, anyway, uh, we're moving on to a, a completely different vibe story. So this is about, this is a story that went, um, it went viral on TikTok initially. And it was essentially... Um, a police officer having a bit of a run-in with a local resident. This is, uh, I'm not sure where it is in the country. Is it back? Is it, it's in Oxfordshire somewhere. Um, yeah. And take a look at the video. You can see the police officer basically caught out doing something a bit naughty. Excuse me, officer. Can I have your colour number, please, and what station you're from? Uh, 
844, I'm from Whitney Police Station. Whitney Police Station? Yeah. Do you, have you got an excuse why you pull up outside my house and throw rubbish out your car? Is there a reason for that? Uh, Is there a reason? No, there's no reason. No, no reason whatsoever, you just thought you'd do it? No, I haven't thrown any rubbish. You, oh, you don't think so? No. Come with me. Come with me. Just, I want to be covered by my CCTV while I show you the footage that I've got. I can show you what I've got. That's actually just right. the sandwich crusts, okay? Right, so, so you threw that there? Right, oh, right. So, oh, right. So you think it's okay to pull up outside somebody else's house and chuck your lunch or breakfast outside my house? That's acceptable, is it? With it, with it, 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 no, 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 no. I don't know about you, Hannah. I found that quite hard to watch um, from both both sides both the resident and um and the young police officer it just escalated didn't it it escalated too much and then it was really uncomfortable you kind of got where um jamie was coming from the resident initially but the police officer you know clearly kind of is saying sorry and, and is owning his mistake and um he looks like a young officer as well for those who who haven't who are just sort of uh, listening and not watching on the on the stream so I don't know I just find it really really uncomfortable this kind of like taking it out on police officers just because they're an easy target but you know arguably they're supposed to um, exceed our expectations especially when they're out patrolling the streets I don't know yeah I mean just to update on um, since that TikTok yeah. went viral so again what happened what's interesting is sometimes um, you either use literally rip people's content we've seen that on other channels but now it's happening on tiktok um so this is ripped by another user uh who posted it and it's been seen uh three million times on their tiktok um escalated being picked up um the daily mail reported on it um and basically have said they've seen some i'm not entirely sure what's happened but they've seen some footage of uh officers have gone to speak to jamie the resident about it and basically said he's been spoken to he's undergoing something called reflective practice whatever that is um but basically he said you know he's accepted his wrong he's apologized um and thames valley police from the uh the force which the officer was from posted on twitter as well saying they were aware of this video circulating mm. on social media and has been reviewed internally we've spoken to the officer involved and you know we hope that he's for the chance to reflect on what's happened. It's a, it's a really interesting one, isn't it? To think that, you know, the police these days and anyone in that kind of like, especially in that law enforcement role, they really have to be aware of the fact that they're being filmed. They could be being filmed or recorded all the time in everything they do. And obviously in this case, then the officer in question has sort of fallen below, uh, you know, expected standards and everything. But, um, you know, I don't know. I just, I feel very uncomfortable about the fact that he's going to have like a permanent mark against his, on his record. And, you know, this is a young guy who has made a mistake and, and apologised for it. But it's interesting to me that, that, as you say, Thames Valley Police have had to respond with such kind of like public force as well in showing the punishment and also declaring the apology on social media. They're having to, you know, police forces are having to use social media to, to connect and reach out to and respond to their public. Yeah, and um, talk about backlash earlier. There's been more backlash on this. Um, some oh, yeah. of the comments we're seeing on social media um, response to the neighbour, uh, you know, calling him curtain twitcher and various other things, you know. And again, I'm not sure who wins from this. Um, you know, re recording at length, getting very angry and swearing at a officer who, again, 
should have apologized and dealt with it and wrapped it up quicker um it's just i don't know it's really you know really hard and it's the nature of social media now you know others love to pile in and blame everyone and it just feels really awkward mm. yeah i agree and you wonder as well whether the response would have been the same had it not been filmed had the interaction not been filmed so you know so many people now are trying to record all of their interactions and then really ham it up as well um just for effect and it's just i don't know it's it's a different kind of um it's it's had a, such a massive impact on how we interact with each other in today's culture um and you know in this case as you say i don't think anyone particularly wins um in a way well done to thames valley for trying to sort of respond in as transparent authentic and open way as possible and using social media as their platform to to have that communication um but yeah um should we move on yes so this week um oh another difficult story yeah, I know. I'm sorry. It's been a Conservative Party conference this week. And again, lots of talking and people arguing on social media. We're not going to do that. Mm. We'll look at, again, it's, it goes really to the heart of the show. It's about the kind of human stories behind things that go viral. Uh, and this video was posted on the Guardian's TikTok feed. Um, is from a longer video they, they they filmed on YouTube and posted on YouTube of young Conservatives' reactions to what's been going on, um, both in the party, but also reaction in the country. And he spoke to this young man and um, just take a look at what he says. The culture wars, it's, it's, it's a real sad situation. Um, I've had a lot of friends that I've had. Uh, and they found out I'm conservative one way or another and they've just said I don't want to be friends with you anymore and I go well what's really changed in the last two minutes that from when you found out to when you were my friend earlier and then one girlfriend yeah just dumped me uh, but <laughs> so you know again pretty uncomfortable viewing he's clearly um quite upset and emotional about the experience that he's had and he's talking really openly and honestly about it as well um, he's had, as you, as you mentioned before, quite a lot of backlash to this, like a lot of nasty jibes. It was posted on The Guardian's TikTok as well. And this is not to say that The Guardian are responsible for the nasty jibes that this young man has received. We don't know who the, who the guy is, by the way. Um, but it's just uncomfortable that it's sort of this sort of tribalism at play when you've got The Guardian left wing um, publication. And, you know, this is a, a, um, at the Tory party conference. So this guy is kind of like right of centre, or if you like. So I don't know. It just it just goes to show that there's no it, there's very binary nature, I think, of like left or right or right or wrong and all this sort of stuff in our in our politics and again, in our culture at the moment. And this is just a young guy who's just exploring his political values, his political beliefs. And um, and you know he shouldn't be attacked of course or dumped for that matter um just on the basis of his political um beliefs and he's clearly upset about it so i don't know it's just social media again kind of like fueling that tribalism it seems yeah i mean you know i think you know defending the guardian you know they did it very kind of straight and you know they're reporting what he said um yeah. it's just the comments um just again whatever party and both sides would be guilty of this but just just unnecessary jibes at the guy um and he opened up really honestly and candidly mm. um and it just feels quite again one of these quite awkward things to watch but as you said it's just this social media love to pile in and on someone's misery 
um, and I'm, I'm fortunate. And then combining it with their views on, on things. And it is, a, you know, we've seen this week how policies and talk about culture um, can be really inflammatory as well. So mm-hmm. it's not like it's, again, it's hard. Just really, again, it's just really hard to watch. And it's, it's just really like who's, who's wrong or right in the situation. Half a, half a million, more than half a million views as well on the Guardian TikTok. Uh, for that. So um, I don't know. We wish him well. Um, and Labour Party conference is coming up. It'll be interesting to see what Telegraph come up with there. <laughs> um, see if they get, you know, similar, similar young, you know, Labour supporters who are, you know, perhaps feeling some kind of a backlash as well, being dumped because of their political beliefs. You know, I don't know if it works both ways. We, we will find out and follow up on this podcast, no doubt about it. I want to apologise, everyone, for my washing machine, which sounds like a rocket that's about to take off. It's only going to get worse. <laughs> I'm going to just point it out now. Um, but we've got a lighter story, at least, uh, to come on to now. So this is um, <laughs> like we've all, you know, been to a Weatherspoons pub, maybe, especially if you're in the UK. Um, and one parent had posted this is on, on X or Twitter or whatever we could have to call it now. Um, this is a guy called Johnny in North Wales who said just been um, to Shot and Weatherspoons for a breakfast. Half the pub on the ale at 10 a.m. My little girl wanted some ice cream. Sorry, mate, we aren't allowed to serve ice cream until 11.30 a.m. I mean, it's just, it's hilarious, isn't it? Because it's just like, you can, have a, you can have a beer at 10, but you can't have ice cream until 11.30. Sounds about right. I remember going to Weatherspoons when I was very much underage and drinking and just thinking like, this was just like an ice cream store. It's like a candy store. It's absolutely wonderful. Um, and so they still clearly haven't quite got their, their policies right when it comes to what's, uh, what's legal and what's right and what's appropriate. <laughs> for different ages it's strange you get an all-day breakfast any time of the day um yeah it's tricky it's one of these obviously the strange rules they have um johnny did um, reply to uh, a user saying god 11 30 for ice cream and he replied saying never too early for ice cream (laughs) yeah suddenly it's just like people questioning his parenting it's just like first of all he's saying like how ridiculous is this but then it's just like oh hang on a minute no i'm I'm still a good i'm still a good dad just because i let her have ice cream at you know before lunch or something um yeah uh, if i did that Gave that to my daughter at 11.30. My partner would kill me. So um, <laughs> You get the sugar high and then the crash, probably just when you kind of like hand her back over for someone else. <laughs> no, I've been there, been there. Maybe done that myself, but anyway. <laughs> um, um, kind of strange one here. You better lead into this one. Yeah. This is really, um, again, a hard one. Um, uh, TikTok and YouTube creator called Robert Tolpe, um posted a video and this popped up on my for you page this week and it really wasn't what i was expecting let's uh, take a look okay my whole family was in a car crash last friday and my mom didn't survive but you know what did survive and you gotta laugh at the dumb stuff my sister's surface laptop studio it is shaped like a pringle and look everything works what yeah so um as I said, you weren't expecting it to go that way. Um, this has been seen 14 million times on Robert's TikTok um, alone. Um, you know, some people making a bit light of it, some users saying, going to buy a Surface Laptop Studio, great review, convinced me. Um, you know, he was asked on in the comments on TikTok, you know, how are you doing? And he says, you know, doing as well as I can be given circumstances. Um, but then... 
um, on Twitter, someone posted an account posted saying something like, "This is typical of the tick," you know, with the video Robert's video saying, "This is typical of a TikTok generation." And he quote tweeted it and said, um, "My mum passed away, and you're implying I'm a sociopath just because I managed not to fall apart on an 18 second TikTok." that you'd use this video of an autistic man processing grief differently to slander an entire generation speaks to your own lack of compassion and empathy. Which is amazingly kind of like, you know, articulate, um, eloquent as well, especially at such a, a, a difficult time. And he, you know, he makes a really good point. Everyone processes grief differently. Um, and he's also pointing out that he's autistic. So he's going to be processing gr his grief as personal as it is in a different way to say the next person would be or you and I would. Um, it is strange. It's an odd watch. As you say, you were surprised by it. Um, it's the oddest kind of, you know, laptop review <laughs> you, you would ever, you would ever see. Um, but I don't, but yeah, he's, he's had this, this kind of this backlash to it as well. Um, and I just think that we always have to remember that with, with social media, you don't, you don't get to see, the whole picture and there needs to be a, a bit more empathy kind of built into what individually what's like how people are processing things on a subjective level and not just looking at things objectively um, and by all accounts his mother was a wonderful mum a wonderful woman um I think there was a there was a, an obituary that was posted online for her yeah. when we were Robin um and just saying, you know, she ensured that the family went on multiple mini adventures, a firm believer that experience that experiences are better than things. Um, she enjoyed camping, sewing, knitting, entertaining. You know, this is a this is a young guy who I think you said he's he's pretty um got quite a big following already on on his socials anyway. So this wasn't his first foray into it. Um and yeah, processing his um very, very recent grief in a yes, a very public way and in a way that might be considered odd to to others but we're all different and um, so i hope he does I, I think he's responded really well yeah so we've got to that part of the show when we talk about what it's like to go viral and like pretty much everyone else in the world we've been talking a lot recently about taylor swift she's obviously had her incredibly successful era's tour um and now everyone over the last week or two weeks whatever it is have been talking about uh taylor swift and her seemingly new boyfriend um, the NFL star, I think Kansas Chief, is that right? I, I suddenly know everything about NFL, which is just goes to show how much Swifty knowledge there is out there at the moment. Um, a guy called um, Travis Kelsey, and um, you and I both actually last week were, were a bit like, is it Kelsey or Kelsey or something like that? You know, we're British. We don't necessarily follow all the NFL stuff. Sorry, Americans who are watching. Anyway, um, Taylor Swift and the Swifties, obviously, she has a huge fan base. They follow and monitor and uh, her every single move and there's one fan page and it's called um the taylor swift era's tour um and tweeted a picture of taylor at uh, an nfl game watching travis play um and uh i think we can maybe bring up the the the, the tweet now and underneath you can say taylor swift was eating a piece of chicken with ketchup and seemingly ranch and this has taken on a whole new life of its own, completely unexpected to presumably even the person who's behind this this Twitter account, this X account. Yeah. Um, so this post was seen 33 million times <laughs> and it spawned a load of memes off the back. So big brands, a big you know institution. So the Empire State Building posting photo and talking about looking seemingly ranch seemingly ranch 
it just the Heinz bringing out a version of their one of their sauces, <laughs> seemingly ranch sauce. <laughs> it just gone crazy. All these brands, McDonald's offering free delivery um, off the back of it as well. So it's gone crazy. And what's really nice though is um, the person behind this account. We don't know who it is. Um, they've spoken to Drew Howard at Pop Crave. Now, Pop Crave, you may remember we've talked about before, huge US entertainment um, uh, platform. Um, you know, they're really huge on Twitter. They've also got a website and they posted an interview with the person behind it. Um, it's a really lovely interview. Um, it's because it again shows the human side behind the account. And it talks to about this person um, who says, Again, we don't know if he or she, um, but they say they've been a Taylor Swift fan for 10 years. And honestly, listening to her music is the best decision I've ever made. And just, again, this whole Taylor Swift community that's online just loves swapping stories, memories, thoughts, looking for into the songs and pictures, looking for clues about things. It's just lovely. Um, and we can and, post, can we? Like the, the in the show notes, we can say um, we can say how people can read the interview and all the rest of it. Yeah, definitely. Um, so just pick through some bits of it. It's quite long, but it's worth reading about. It's basically because the Eras Tour set up the pay uh, set up. She or he or she decided to set up a fan page to go alongside it, and then obviously posted this seemingly ranch <laughs> and just talked about how they woke up that morning the notifications were blowing up um and it's just great and again we talked about this taylor the taylor impact and talking about taylor swift the only person capable of making me watch football they yeah. said which is again we've seen the taylor swift phenomenon um again what's really interesting is obviously these brands have kind of leveraged off the back and they've this person's just saying you know what they're just happy to see the popularity of it mm -hmm. um and was asked does do you think taylor knows about this meme and they're saying i've been thinking about this non-stop for <laughs> days um i know she and they say i'm scared about what she thinks about it she finds it funny um and it's just really really lovely and kind of wholesome and it's great to see these dedicated fan pages get a bit of credit that they deserve um yeah. And I love the fact that you're talking about people saying how, uh, you know, only Taylor Swift could get me to watch an NFL game, which links so seamlessly then into our timeline cleanser, because we're seeing something of a role reversal now. There's apparently a lot of people who are seeing watching NFL for the first time. Um, but some women have taken to social media um, to essentially like troll their partners and uh, over Taylor Swift making Travis Kelsey famous for the first time because of course no one knew who Travis Kelsey was until Taylor Swift finally finally put him on the map and so these take a look at some of these women who are um just sort of like yeah letting their partners know that like hey babe like who's this Kelsey Kelsey Travis is it or something like that who's who's this guy but it's brilliant because now he's going to have a really big career all because of Taylor like she's really helping put him on the map how can so much nonsense come out of your mouth? What are you talking about? I think it's awesome that she's helping him so much. Oh my, no, Ge Kelly, stop, stop. What, his career's about to like explode now too. Cause he's about to get so much publicity too. Because his career didn't explode when he was winning Super Bowls before? 
Did he win Super Bowls? No, Kelly. Do we even know who Travis Kelsey is? Babe, nobody did until this game. That's why I'm trying to tell you. He's going to be so freaking he's famous. He's a two-time Super Bowl champion. Babe, like, listen. What are you talking about? Listen, Patrick nobody Mahomes. Who he was. Patrick Mahomes even threw the ball at the game to him so he can show off to Taylor Swift. That's his number one receiver. Like, what are you talking about? He throws the ball to him all the time. They Babe. won two Super Bowls together. What? What are you talking about? Nobody knew him until now. He's, his fan base right, is going to be crazy. Stop, stop. Because you're trying to piss me off for no reason. I don't understand why you came out here trying to get me mad for no reason. Like, It's brilliant. <laughs> I just love the role reversal um, and the genuine kind of shock. Dismay. Disgust. <laughs> love it. Good for, good for Taylor uh, and good for these uh, women. Uh, we should credit them. So... The first clip you saw was a woman called Kelly Lorraine with her husband. Um, they uh, uh, do some content creation together. Um, but this video was seen seven and a half million times. <laughs> and uh, Kelly said it was way too easy to get him going with this uh, prank. And the second video was um, La Edwards family, again, doing a similar thing. But great fun. Um, and just. I love the role reversal. It's just very clever. Yeah, and he's obviously a big deal. I mean, but, you know, let's face it, he's not as big a deal globally as Taylor Swift. So they're actually onto something, but it's just the absolute fury, <laughs> anger from these guys who are just like, he's a Super Bowl champion. He's a massive deal. You can't see a pop star's put him on the map. It's just like, well, actually, sorry, love. Yes, we can. <laughs> um. And that wraps up this week's show. Um, uh, as you said, Hannah, we'll be posting um, alongside the clips of the show links to the content creators and also that Taylor Swift um, fan uh, interview, the Taylor Swift fan uh, for you to read as well. Um, if you want to get in touch with the show or any clips you've seen that we should be covering, um, just reach out to us on social. Uh, you can find us if you search for Sorry You Went Viral. And we'll be back next week. See you then. Bye-bye.